First of all, I'd like to uh, thank the elders for allowing me to uh, be a participant of these uh, lessons that we're hearing from the congregation. I have been uh, looking forward to this for a long time, and I really appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> we uh, are going to be talking about little snippets of God's glory today, and uh, in order to do that, I've got to kind of set the, the scene to get your minds going in the direction that would help with this lesson. Um, as you can tell, I'm a little nervous. I had mentioned to uh, David Bates, I said, he said, are you ready? And I said, yeah, I'm ready. He said, you, 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 you have, uh, I'm ready to... to to spit all this stuff out. And he says, well, you, you've digested it, now just spit it out. And I hope it doesn't come out like I would spit it out, but I want it to come out nice. And so uh, what, I am, what I'm saying, I'm sitting down here because I prefer to be lower so everybody can be able to, to see me. I, I know you could see me standing back there, but I'm not used to standing for any length of time. I spend lots of time sitting, although I, I do uh, stand up and do things in my shop. Um, we are very familiar with um, the fact that we live in a fallen world. <clears throat> we look at the insider and we can see that there are lots and lots of bad things happening in, in this life. Um, on the same token, there are some good things. And uh, I don't know if you are the type of person that believes in looking at a glass of water that's got half full or half empty water in it. Uh, to be honest, I, I view myself as a positive person. I see the, the glass that's got water in it halfway up as a glass that's half full. Other people will see that glass as something that is half empty. So there's a difference. And we probably all are positive in some ways, certain circumstances, and we're also negative in some other circumstances. But for the most part, I am a positive person. I look at the positive things. I'm a risk taker. And um, other people may not be quite that way. We're all different, obviously. But John, one of the four of the inner circle with Peter, and we're going to talk about Peter today, mentions in his first epistle, in I think it's in chapter 4, in chapter 5, he makes these points. He says, he's saying that he knew, he, he was an eyewitness, and so he knew what he was talking about. Same thing with Peter. Peter was an eyewitness. If you're an eyewitness, you know, you are certain of that from your experience. John says, we know that the whole world is under control of the evil one. That's chapter 5. 
You can look it up if you would like. But he also says in chapter 4, Greater is he that is in you, and he's talking to Christians, greater is he that is in you than, than the one who is in the world. So we've got one that's in the world, one that lives in us, and we are believers in Christ. There are some that do not believe in Christ. They're very self-centered and so on, but we know that there's a battle going on. We know that. We know that. Our, our theme for this year, the elders have decided, once the preacher is selected, is pressing on. And Lynn, you did a good job at talking about Jesse Owens. I, I, I remember that. That's good. Um, we have a banner out there that you've all seen, and it's pressing on, pressing on. We're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. In order to do that, God, I think, understands that we need some evidence. We need something to spur us on. We can't do it ourselves. We just cannot do it ourselves. Otherwise, we wouldn't need Christ. We wouldn't need God if we could do it ourselves. So God knows, and Jesus knows, that we need it. I need it. Some of us need it more than others, particularly if it's in times of stress, hardship. We need encouragement. And so... It was, I guess, oh, I guess a couple of months ago, I taught a Wednesday night class on, on the life of Peter. And Peter was a human being, obviously, so was John. Jesus was human, but he was also divine. I don't know about you, but for me, it's easier for me to identify with Peter because we all are like him. We are like Peter in so many ways, uh, some of us more than others. But Peter and, and God, and Jesus rather, had a relationship. And it's fascinating if you look at, take that, that life of Peter, and look in the Gospels and his interaction with Jesus, you will, you will learn some things that are really encouraging. God does not define us by our failures. He's not that way. We are not defined by the mistakes that we make. We make mistakes, we're human. But God, in his love and in his mercy, restores us. And that's what he was kind of doing with, with Peter. So when I taught that series with Peter... I got to this point that um, it really impacted me. And I said, I am going to, I think it's so encouraging, I'm going to share that. And I'd like to share that. And I talked to Scott and some other people, I'd like to share this in a lesson. And that's what I'm doing. So uh, bear with me. So we need to kind of define about our terms here. A snippet. A snippet. A little piece of something small. 
Landon gave you an example this morning of him seeing, I guess it was the queen, the queen, a little bit of glory, a little bit, a little part of that. The word snippet came to be known in the 1500s. It was a a term that the Germans used that were probably workers of cloth, and it was a small piece of cutout of a cloth from a pattern. And that's where we see the word snippet used. We say a small part of. Um, a small part of a return trip to Ohio, from Ohio. I'm going to share a similar story that Landon explained, but I want you to listen to it because they're going to make some application in a minute. And put it on the back burner, if you would. Kathy and I were returning from Ohio several months ago. I was driving. We were at... I guess it was around noon. We needed some gas. And uh, we needed some lunch. So we stopped at a pilot gas station over in Kentucky. I got gas. Got out. Pulled the car up to the entrance to where Subway was. We decided to get a salad. So uh, got up parked the car, got out of the car. I said, well, you can go get the lunch, order me, whatever, like I normally get. So she did. I came in, and I gave her, I gave her my keys. And, yeah, my keys are on a a keychain. So I gave her my keys, not really remembering that I gave her my keys. She was in line to get lunch. I said, I'm going to the bathroom. The car's out there. So she got our lunch. I went to the bathroom, the men's room, came back out. We had a great lunch together, sat down. All of a sudden, I noticed. Where are my keys? Now, you need to know that I'm sometimes a little scrammy. I have lost my keys numerous times. I've also lost my wallet numerous times. That's not a pleasant experience. You have to get your credit cards fixed and all that stuff. So it was kind of, well, I said, oh, boy, I did it again. So we start looking around, looking around, looking around my seat. I went to the men's room. I dumped the... uh, I I didn't realize I gave it to Kathleen, my wife. I went through the garbage cans, the waste cans. I went to the manager. I went to the subway. I went to the McDonald's. I said, have you seen keys? No, no, no. I was frantic. When When you lose something that's that's valuable, you know, you just... You, you, you just get your emotions get to you. So the manager helped, and so we went through the men's room again, and all this and all. 
And we spent probably half hour, maybe, looking for those keys. Kathy looks in her pocketbook, and she says, Oh, guess what I found? That little experience was a snippet of my life. That was a day in the life of Doral and Kathy coming back from Ohio, having lunch, and that was a snippet. Now put that on the back burner, okay? There we go. Snippet is not found in Scripture. Snippet's not found in Scripture. You will not find that word snippet there. But you will find in James a phrase that refers to a small part of our life. James says, what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while, snippet, and disappears. James, the brother of Jesus, wrote that. We often will read that and quote it, but our life is a snippet. When you consider down there on that outer wall, the beginning of the world or or creation, and down there, the time that Jesus is going to return and time exists no more, our life is but a little part of that. It's like me sitting here in that distance, a snippet. James knew that. He was inspired to say it, obviously. But when you start viewing life as a Christian, as a snippet, you are beginning to think outside the box. You think differently. You think differently. So you're not going to find that word snippet in Scripture, but Our life is a snippet, whether it's 100 years old that you live, 87, 50, 70, I'm 78. You young people here, you're on your way. But you have a small snippet, a snippet within a snippet. You read what I'm saying? It's small. So when when your life and you see your life as a snippet, And realize that every day is important. What you do every day is important. When I was your age, I wasn't thinking like this. Because I was not able to. I could grasp it. I was not a believer when I was your age, young people. So, it takes time to understand this. But... 
chronos time, chronological time, beginning of time, the end of time, Jesus in the middle defines all history. He defines all history. And it was planned by God. It was a Kairos moment. God planned this in advance. We are benefactors of that. So, we live in a world there's all kinds of issues. And we need to be encouraged. But we can't do it by ourselves. So, Jesus, Peter, James, and John, interesting study. Three years they spent, a snippet, three years of time with Jesus. You read about that in the Gospels, and sometimes even in the Epistles. And John, you're doing a good, a good job of teaching First and Second Peter. You're doing a good job. Because we see Peter after he has matured in his older age as an elder, older person, and with some authority. And that was a good point that you brought out, sir, in the, in the class this morning about Peter. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. So there were lots of snippets. You look in the Gospels, you'll see a lot of little snippets, little times of Peter and Jesus. Or John and Jesus, the water to wine, the big catch of fish, walking on the water. Those were just snippets of time, but they were snippets of glory. God made, allowed Jesus to walk on the water, as well as Peter for a short time. And so these little snippets for these people were important. God knew what he was doing. So what about you and I? There was an event that happened in Mount Hermon, Israel. It was called the Transfiguration. Mount Hermon is a series of mountains in Israel. It's the highest point in Israel. The Transfiguration that we're all familiar with, was after Jesus spent some time with Peter and the twelve at Caesarea Philippi, and Peter makes a great confession there. And he didn't make it on his own. God told him what to say. And he made that confession. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John to Mount Hermon. Thank you, brother. A snippet of glory. That's what that was. I can stop everything and not go on and say that was my lesson. But I'm not going to do that. Because I like being able to communicate to you and help you understand because I was helped when I was younger. Anyway, back to our snippets of glory. Jesus brings Peter, James, and John to this mountain, one of these peaks in Mount Hermon. Artists depict what's going on. We know the story. 
Jesus is transformed. His body is transformed into physical glory. Now, did Jesus do it or did God do it? God probably did it. But Jesus was transformed. White. Something that you and I would probably never see and will not see until Jesus returns. Then we may see it ourselves. We'll have, we have a snippet of it when we read the scripture. We, have a, we use our minds to think about it. And we know, well, what would that be like to see Jesus with these other prophets and hear God's voice? Was he a bass or was he a tenor? I don't know. But God said to these two, this is my son in who I am well pleased. This is my son. You listen to him, Peter, James, John. Listen to him. They leave the mountain. I'm going to make a point about a mountain. And this could be another whole sermon. Mountain experiences are great. But we were not designed to stay on a mountain. Mount Everest, the highest peak in the world, people don't live there. People just go there so they can climb it and say, I've been there. That's a matter of pride. Challenge. But we're not meant to live on top of a mountain. So why did Jesus take Peter, James, and John up to this mountain and transform it? He told them, we are going to be going to Jerusalem after this event. And there's a series of things that happen, more miracles, more snippets before he goes to the cross. But I often wonder, why did Jesus take Peter to the Mount of Transfiguration? Well, after this mountain experience, Peter in particular, and you probably say with the others too, had some more mountains to climb, just like you and I, more challenges to face. And we need encouragement. We need to keep pressing on. We are not encouraged to stop. Now, do we stop? Yes, we do. We go down the Christian life kind of like we do a car, back and forth. We don't go in a straight line. It's a little bit of making adjustments. Christian life is that way too. You've heard me say that before. But Peter needed this. Peter needed to remember this experience. And in the reading that we had this morning in Second Peter, Peter, 33 years after preaching, he remembers. He remembers that snippet of glory on top of that mountain. And I think that helped him to keep on trucking on. And we need that. Some of us need it more than others. I know that I need it. Let's see if this thing can work here. I think that that uh, Jesus wanted to 
God wanted to emphasize to the to James, Peter, James, and John that 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 the Old Testament char- characters were well, were not as superior to Jesus, and we need to listen to Jesus. That's the primary lesson. One of the things there about Matt, the uh, Transfiguration, but he gave all three of them a snippet, a moment in time of this glory that they saw. And we can benefit by looking at it and reading it. Well, what are our snippets of glory? Why do we keep pressing on? The themes, press on, press on. There's a list of them there. Oftentimes, we don't talk about we talk about encouraging one another, and sometimes we do. Yes, you did. you led a good good uh, singing session. We see snippets of glory if we go to a church sing, like we did with Stephen and his wife Jessica a couple weeks ago. It was nice. The sounds, snippet. That's for me. That was a snippet of glory. There are some other ones. I don't know what they are for you. They're all different. They're all different. No, they may be sometimes very similar to each other, but each one has got a need. And Jesus knows that. Jesus is working with you and me. How he does that? It boggles my mind to think about it. It's hard to understand. But he does. I believe it. I believe he does. And he's got the ability to do that. I have trouble just taking care of me. I have trouble keeping my keys in my pocket, remembering where I put them. So, I don't know what your snippet is of glory. But when you see others, we talked a little bit about this in the adult class this morning with uh, Jonathan, the glory that we're going to see someday in eternity. That's a long way off, we think. It may be, Jesus may be coming next week. Who knows? But it's been 2,000, 21 years that's passed since Jesus was in the flesh. And here we are. The world has not changed much. We still have people that uh, refuse to accept Jesus as a Lord and Savior. And uh, we have all kinds of problems in this world because we know that the evil one is in control of the world. But he that is in you is greater than he that's in the world. We know that. So, let me see if I can get this going. I have a problem with this. Well, I'm sorry. I got to go back. I got it. First of all, I want to summarize snippets of glory 
They come from God. But you've got to look for them. They're from God. They are not from us. The glory that we have, anything that's good in this life comes from God, not from us. We are just instruments. We can make good things happen. Snippets are varied and intensity, and intensity person to person. But you've got them, and I've got them. They're going to be there, and you young people, listen to me, you young people, listen. You are going to, you are, you're, your, your snippets are going to make you who you are when you're as old as these people are here. You're accumulating experiences, and they're godly experiences, and you should cherish them. I know that you probably won't until you get to be over the hill or older at any rate. So they vary from person to person. They're usually present, but they require some effort to identify, to see. And I'm going to encourage you to put your little antennas out, so to speak, and look for snippets that encourage you. You probably have already been doing this, but you can be reminded to do it again. And it's those little things that encourage us to press on toward the goal. I'm going to have time a little while to let you think about what we just talked about. And I'll close time with a prayer. If there's anybody that has a need that it's in the body of Christ, or if you're a non-believer and you'd like to pursue this experience, living outside the box, thinking differently, accepting the challenges, looking at them, being happy for the challenges that you have, looking at them in a different way, you can begin that walk, begin that time by submitting yourself to the Lord Jesus in baptism. So think about it. Let's have a period of silent time. I will close with a prayer, and that will be all. Our Father in heaven, we come to you thanking you for our snippet of time today. We realize that every Lord's Day is a snippet of time. And you are in charge. You are the creator of the universe, the creator of our lives, creator of all good things that we experience. Help us to appreciate those things. Help us to be good examples for our brothers and sisters, for others in the world to see that there is a different way of living. Thank you for forgiving us of our sins, accepting us as we really are, despite our warts and imperfections. We pray that you will continue to mold us. We believe that you do. Thank you for the encouragement that we have at meeting together. 
centering around your table, helping us to remember who we are, where we're going, and what our job is. Be with us the remaining part of the day. Thank you for the blessings of this life, the life to come, material as well as spiritual. In your Son we pray. Amen.